Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For me, at the end of the day, like, cause all my mates are normal people with normal jobs. They wouldn't take kindly to me suddenly turning into a TV twat. You know, they'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're no better than us. And I'm not. Welcome to The Rhythm of Life with me, Otima Buse. This is the podcast where I talk to some of my favorite celebrities and find out the interesting things about their life, what they're passionate about, their inspiration, and what makes them tick. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Steph McGovern. Now, for those of you who don't know, Steph McGovern is the person that actually lifted and liberated me into presenting. But today, it's not about me. It's all about her. So please help me welcome the amazing Steph McGovern. So Steph, let's just go back. You grew up in Middlesbrough, right? I grew up in Middlesbrough. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's a place that has a lot of problems, you know, it's um, often comes in the bottom of all the league tables for various things, um, which I don't think reflects real life there. Like, actually, for me, it was a place mm. where it made me who I am, because it taught me about resilience, and it taught me about being entrepreneurial, and it taught me about humour, like... The sense of humour in the north is just, I love it. And I know you you always love it as well whenever you come up here. And I think that's what made me who I am. So, like, I'm really proud to come from where I come from. And, like, my childhood was really fun, you know, because, like you, I did dancing and that taught me. And in dancing, nobody it doesn't matter what your parents do or how much mm. money anyone has it's it's just about are you a good dancer or not what what does your outfit look like you know who's got the fanciest steps like nobody cares about that you know money and that for me is brilliant because it was just like really like a level playing field so yeah I, I just loved it so I know that you actually do Irish dancing but did you start with Irish dancing or did you do ballet and other styles before Irish no, I actually just started with Irish dancing because um, I've got a family from Ireland and also the girl across the road used to do dancing and she said to me, oh, why don't you come to a dance class with me? And I loved it because <clears throat> I love rhythm. I love like, you know, I love beats yes. and taps and fast moves. I love all that. So I just loved it. I just used to go to the classes with her and and I was quite old when I started dancing in terms of a dancer because I was about 10 that's quite old isn't it really because most people start dancing if they you know do it properly when they're like a little kid so um but yeah I just loved it and I loved all the the costumes and and, and like the just the I just and also I thought no offense it was better than like ballet and tap I know ballet and tap is great but for me it was like it's so much more there's so much more to it 
Apart from you don't move your arms, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first movement and I remember seeing you dance. You had so much attitude. Are there any memories that you think of now that that you, you have growing up that just represent who you are today as a child? I, I think, yeah, I mean, my memories as a kid are things like being with my mates, doing daft dancing competitions in the garden, pretending we're TV presenters and we're hosting like a show and just all of that like raw ambition of thinking one day I'm gonna be a dancer or I'm gonna be a presenter and all of that when you're young it kind of gets well it did for me kind of got a bit beaten out of me in teenage years because then you think actually I'm never gonna be a TV presenter you know I'm not pretty enough I'm not whatever witty enough and all these things um but when you're young young that's when I was like yeah I'm gonna do anything and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the next Zoe Ball that's who I wanted to be when I was growing up oh my god! yeah I was just like every I just love Zoe (laughs) that that is so funny that you're, you're actually living your dreams now because you actually went to study science and maths you you studied engineering didn't you were you were you still in love with dancing but really good in school yeah so I, I think and it was probably like you OT I just knew that a career in something like the media or dancing or whatever was going to be really really hard and actually what I needed to do mm. um was to get my academics and and you know have a focus on a career that was more of a a natural progression rather than just like good luck which is what some of dancing and telly involves doesn't it It involves being in the right place at the right time so and I loved science and engineering but I am someone who thinks I've always got a million things on the go I'm like right I'm gonna do I'm gonna host my own tv show I'm gonna write a book I'm gonna write a comedy drama I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a business with my friend Claire I'm gonna why don't I set up and I'm just like that all the time and I think that's what I did as a kid as well I was like Loved yeah. my engineering and science. Used to enter competitions all the time with that, like engineering schemes where you'd have to build a bridge out of straw. We've all been there. And at the same time, go and do my little <laughs> dancing competitions. And then at the same time, like, you know, doing writing competitions. So I was just very, like, competitive, but not in a kind of, yeah. I'm going to be the best, just more. I just like doing stuff and I love meeting people and having a million things on the go, which absolutely tires my parents because my poor parents are like the opposite (laughs) of me. They're like quiet and brilliant, but like they were just like, where has our daughter come from? Yeah. So, but where do you think that ambition and and drive comes? Because people always say, they say it about me, you're competitive, but I see it as as if you combine ambition and drive ambitious is wanting things but drive is doing things about it you're doing something about being so ambition and that might come across as competitive where do you think yours comes from yeah i know that's a really good way of explaining it actually because i don't see myself as competitive in a sense of i'm not trying to be better than everyone else i don't think i'm better than everyone else i just want to do things to the best of like my ability and try and push myself and it's not about beating people or anything like that society makes it more like that they they always pitch us against each other don't they um whereas I'm a bit like oh I just want everyone to win but I think (laughs) it comes from 
<laughs> I think it comes from school because my school was one which was in a really tough area and it was a real melting pot of kids from really different backgrounds like some kids whose dads were burglars or some kids who you know had really broken homes and stuff and I think what our school did was just taught us that we were all the same like you're okay you might have this going on at home but while you're here at school you're no better or no worse than the person sitting next to you so use that to your advantage like work together and do the best you can and what we'll do in school is teach you about the world of work outside of it so as much Mm. as we did all of the usual school subjects we also did a lot of work experience and things so we were forever visiting local businesses and we were lots of our projects in school were connected to what was going on in industry and that was because the school I was at was sponsored by industry so local businesses had put money into the school and um, the big sponsor of it however was British American Tobacco the cigarette manufacturer (laughs) which I thought was hilarious that a company that sells fags was sponsoring a school full of kids I know um but but it was brilliant because it just taught us like for me I think it's it's been the difference of me doing well and not doing well because it made me ambitious it made me see the world of work so that I could and that's why I wanted to go into science and engineering because they took us to lots of engineering businesses Mm. and I could see jobs and go oh yeah I want to do that job oh I don't want to do that job oh her job's cool I want to do that and that made a big difference for me as a kid because then I was like, right, I, I, and I, you know, I am money orientated. I certainly was when I was yeah. young. I was like, right, I, I want to do that job because that looks like it pays good money and da da da. And and I'm going to enter that competition because you can win money in that. And that slowly through you know the time having those teachers telling me that you know one's better than you know one's worse than you, mm. and have and doing those different competitions with people from all walks of life whether it be in the dancing world or engineering that built my confidence yeah because it made me think constantly we've all got our flaws we've all got our strengths and weaknesses so you can do just as well as anyone else and I think that is what I use whenever I get those moments in life where I just think oh I can't do this when I lose confidence or when I read too many troll messages then I just say to myself no everyone has this yeah oh team Mabuse who wins yeah. strictly two years in a row has this like and if she has it we're all all right you know and that yeah that's that's the way I see it is yeah normalize yourself with with trolls it's like if you don't get it, it it's a you kind of go where is it where are the yeah. people who are hating me all of a sudden but do you do you feel that your school even though they built your confidence within this math and science and working the same confidence they build up, they they actually broke down the the childhood dreams of wanting to become a presenter because they, they made you see something that you can mm. achieve rather than something that you could dream of. Yeah, well, yeah, that's interesting. I've not thought of that because I've always thought of everything as being on, on a really positive sense. But I guess there was, as well as all this brilliant stuff we did in the world of work, there was a realism yeah. that people from my background normally wouldn't be the type of people who'd end up on yeah. telly as news journalists in particular not with my voice you know uh, not often not as a woman either doing serious stuff um, particularly in the business world so yeah and I don't think it was 
a purposeful thing. I don't think they were like, mm, we're going to hold you back. I think it was more realistic thing of, yeah. you know, yeah, the, that that's amazing to dream of that. But, <laughs> you know, not many people from our background get there. Yeah. Um, but which is why now I am obsessed about going into schools and saying to kids, particularly from my area, particularly from the roughest bits, going, listen, you can do whatever you want. You, if you want to, you know, work on a top TV show, you can. If you want to yeah. run a football club, you can. Don't let people tell you you can't do something because you can. There is no reason why your voice or your sexuality or your colour or your, you know, faith, none of that matters. Yeah. If you want to do something, do it. You know, okay, if you can't sing, you might not win it. <laughs> but you could... <laughs> And I had to learn that young. Uh, no, but you could be the producer of X Factor. Yeah. You could be the person who, like, dresses everyone on X Factor. You could be the tour manager. You could be... And that's the thing is opening people's yeah. eyes so that they don't just see the one job. They see that there's a... You, you and I know this. We do well, but there's a whole team of people behind yeah. us who make us good, who make us better than we would be without them. And that's they're just as important mm. as us when we're doing our job but we often just get the credit because we're the yes yeah, yeah no I, I love that I love how positive you are about everything and one thing I know from working with you and you always say this everyone should win everyone deserves to win and everybody deserves a fair chance and it doesn't matter have you always felt like that or was there moments in your life where you just doubted yourself and how much you could win yeah oh god I've doubted myself loads you know every time I do something new I doubt myself the first time like I hosted have I got news for you it was a show I watched when I was a a kid with my dad and you know it's been going for 25 years and I and I remember the theme music playing and I was sat in the chair the host chair and I, I if I could have I would have got up and ran out of the studio because I felt so nervous and I thought, I can't actually do it. And all I had to do was literally at that point read the words saying, hello and welcome to Have I Got News For You. And I was just thinking, oh, I don't even know how you say hello anymore. And um, and wanted to just run. And so I get that. I've had that loads. But it's the, it's the people around you again, yeah. isn't it? Like, not to be too cheesy about it, but it is like it's about my mates and it's about them saying to me, oh, do you know what? Give it a go. And just do your best. Like, everyone was probably nervous when they first hosted that show. So yeah. just try your best. And then if, if it fails, well, we'll just never speak to you again. No, and then normally <laughs> say, uh, no, but it's fine. We'll, yeah. Because, like, a lot of my friends are not teletypes. Yeah. That they're, you know, they've got normal jobs. So they're brilliant at just being like, well, it doesn't matter. It's only telly. And you're like, yeah, it, it is only telly. Like... <laughs> What do you say to yourself in your mind to calm yourself down? Ah, uh, I I think I've seen you. I think I've seen you sometimes when you're nervous. I think I have. One thing that you do, which is a telltale, you sit on your hands. That's when I'm like, oh, she's nervous. But that might be in my head. But what do you say to yourself? What are the words? No, that that's probably right. Yeah, I think if I'm ever nervous, then I try and talk to myself I often play music as well actually so if I know I've got a day that I'm worried about like it's going to be hard I'll play really upbeat tunes on my way in to work and that normally lifts me yeah. um, I did that this morning and I just properly full on had a disco in the car on my way in 
Um, but there was a there was a time on breakfast on breakfast telly where I'd had really awful things. Well, not awful, but not great things happen in my personal life, and I wasn't in a great place. And I was worried. I was at work. I, it was something I was thinking about all the time, and I developed like a little kind of panic attack yeah. where I when I had to go on air I suddenly couldn't breathe properly Wow! I, I was just like I can't breathe and you know and my boss knew all about this and he just said he was like you, you've got to find a way around this and then I and I, it lasted for a couple of weeks where every day I was so scared mm. about doing a job that I'd been doing for seven years but I was so scared going on telly because I was convinced I was going to have a panic attack yeah. and then that was making me panic yeah and so um, the the way I got around that in the end was actually, it was my boss kind of pulled me out of it by saying, do you know what? No matter what is going on in your private life, you own your job. Yeah. You are great at your job. Don't F it up, basically. <laughs> he was like, don't waste. Yeah. What, what, like, you, why would you do that? And so... And then I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I actually have total control over this. Mm. I might not have control of some of the things in my private life at the minute, but I've got control over this and I have proven I can do it. So get back on and do it. And that kind of worked. Um, but it, that was quite scary for me because I thought, oh God, I can't do telly anymore. And that's, oh. I, I've defined myself by that for so many years. And it was before I had my baby and all yeah. that which brings a lot of perspective into your life when you have a kid but before all that it, my career was literally me that's totally how I defined myself yeah. so um yeah so it's interesting that I sit on my hands because the other thing I, I, I like sometimes it's, it's like a CBT type thing as well if you do like a repetitive Tapping. motion and you start concentrating on that yeah you forget about it then which distracts you so that's sometimes what I do as well so sometimes when I'm nervous I might suddenly start talking to someone to distract me so I might just suddenly talk to you oh. like go yeah Otis what are you having for your tea later and they're like 10 9 8 7 6 yeah you what you're having pizza brilliant okay hello everyone and welcome to you know so I think everyone <laughs> you'll know that now <laughs> whenever I do that if I suddenly start talking to you before we go on air you'll be like oh she's nervous now and she's sitting on her hands oh my god <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to talk to you a little bit about the engineering uh, to go a little bit back because you've won so many awards. 
um, and you, you, you even got a scholarship, didn't you? And you won, I think I had it somewhere yeah. there, that you won Young Engineering for Britain Award. That's something that no one yeah. would think, Steph McGovern, Pat Lunch, Young Britain Award. I know, I know. It's funny, isn't it? Because when I left school, I couldn't afford to go to uni straight away. And, I, you know, because I'd had that school experience of work, of seeing the world of work, I knew that there were really good companies near where I lived. And I thought I'd quite like to do, like, you know, an apprenticeship or something where I go and learn more about it and earn money while I'm learning. And so I got yeah. an apprenticeship with Black & Decker, who obviously make power tools and things like that. And it was brilliant. And that actually, again, was something that set me up for my career now because a lot of my job was in the factory, meeting loads of different people. It was working in different parts of the business, everything from product design to like building a plenum chamber to assess how powerful vacuum cleaners were. It was like so diverse in what I was doing. And it was, again, with people from all walks of life. So it was really good for um, just teaching me about the different types of people and, and like the mix of generations in a workplace and the mix of backgrounds. And, and, and then when I... Uh, one young engineer for Britain because that's you know this fits in with my mold of I enter loads of competitions all the time for things I always have and that was another one where uh, you know I thought I'll enter it and lo and behold won it in the end but and that was the turning point for me in terms of getting into the media because then the I was in a couple of magazines like niche magazines not like Vogue or anything it was kind of like engineers weekly (laughs) whatever (laughs) <laughs> like glamour uh, me holding like a power tool looking cool <laughs> yeah and so I um because of that there was a Radio 4 team BBC Radio 4 who were putting together a show about women in the workplace and about engineers oh. and so they read someone had seen this article I don't know how and then asked me to go on the show and then that was the beginning of joining oh the BBC because then oh, wow. Yeah, I went to be a guest on the show and basically walked into Television Centre and was like, oh my God, I want to work here. It's so vibrant. Look at it. And then I just stalked the team that of the show I'd been on. I was just like, please, can I come and do work experience? I'll do anything. I'll hold the doors for people. Um, and, they, and then they did. And, and I worked with a great team and they trained me in radio editing and trained me in all kinds of things. So I was doing that while I was at uni. Yeah. Um, and that's then worked my way up through the ranks. And that's kind of how it happened. So it was thanks to engineering. You know, they say that engineers, they have the, the ability to think um, vertically and horizontally. That's why a lot of the times they can think about how to create structures and how long they'll last and their function at the same time. It's something that you develop in your brain as an engineer. Because with you, you did the engineering, but then you also somehow ended up being passionate about finance and money, which which are usually things that people don't yeah. really put together. Yeah, yeah. And I think that again comes back from like growing up, not around, you know, growing up in a place where there wasn't much money. Mm-hmm. Then you're you're thinking about where does money come from, and yeah. you're great at you're good at budgeting and stuff like that, and thinking about what's coming in and what's going out and all that jazz. And so I've always been someone who's been like 
really interested in money and making money and understanding business and then when I was working at Black and Decker while I was doing the engineering I also got to work in some of the business departments and so that was really interesting. Where um, do you so find that, the time? <laughs> well you see I was I'm an only child so I spent all my time just like following people around desperate for attention like hi <laughs> what can I do to <laughs> brighten your day I don't know it's, it's like, I think it's one of those things, you either go one of two ways, you either become incredibly shy yeah. or a total extrovert, and I think, you know, I did the latter, <laughs> I just went super gobby. I love that, no, finish your story, sorry, finish, you were saying you were, you were there yeah, and you were no, working. no, so I, yeah, and then when I was at the BBC shadowing the team, I just found the business side of mm-hmm. news really interesting. So I started working within that area and it's also where a lot of the jobs were because yeah. quite a lot of people are scared about financial news because they think it's going to be really complicated. Um, and so I was really interested in it all. And, you know, I'd been, I've yeah. always been good with money and I'm a spreadsheet staff. I've always got my spreadsheets going. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I was just, so that's, I kind of just worked my way up through that. And then because... When I joined Business News, it was only a few years later that, like, the financial crisis happened. And also, you know, with everything that's gone on with Brexit and all that, I've been in Business News at a time when it's been fascinating and when actually it's an amazing experience and, I guess, privilege to be a person whose job it is is to help the nation understand what's going on with their money and with business. And I kind of saw that as a real, like, honour to be part of, like, the the leading coverage of the financial crisis. Yeah. I think you have this incredible ability to make finance so interesting and so relatable because... If if somebody says finance tax, it's almost like you're switching your button off on me. I'm like, okay, it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that. Do you feel like the the fact that you started grafting from the the beginning at the BBC gave you kind of the steps that you needed to be able to become so relatable? Well, yeah, because I, I think you know you you again know that from your job. Everyone will know it from whatever job they have. Mm. You know, you wouldn't function without everybody in the well-oiled machine that is your mm-hmm. organization like you do need everyone so if you've worked your way up from the bottom to the top you appreciate how important the people at the so-called bottom actually it's a bad analogy bottom and top but you know the yeah. kind of entry level people yeah. you realize how important that is so therefore you don't underestimate people you know you 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 value people at all levels and so and also for me at the end of the day like because all my mates are normal people with normal jobs they wouldn't take kindly to me suddenly turning into a tv twat you know they'd be like (laughs) what are you doing you're no better than us and I'm not and that's right so yeah but I think that normality has been really important to me because nobody wants to watch me on telly thinking I'm somebody I'm not either you just it's important that I have as normal a life as possible. And of course, there's elements of our life that are not normal. You know, mm-hmm. we meet amazing people all the time. We we have the glamour of whatever, the shows, getting our hair and makeup done. You know, my friends say that all the time. I'd love to get my hair and makeup done. And yeah, yeah it, that is a, that's not normal. But most of the time, I'd like to think outside of that work life, my life is normal. Like, you know, just before I came 
to chat to you, my child um, climbed onto me and <laughs> just taken a nappy off and weed on my leg. <laughs> and, you know, that's just... Fortunately, I'm wearing pleather, so I was able to give it a good wipe off. Uh, but that's that's reality. That's, that's what real. goes on when you have a kid. Yeah, and that that's really important because then you can't relate to people. Yeah, no, I I really really love that. Thank you so much, Steph. That is part one of the rhythm of life as we as we say. And the amazing Steph McGovern. Please stay with us for part two. And Steph, are you going to stay with me for part two? Yeah, why not? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 